This is the Bedford Blues Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Blues Podcast. I'm Ryan Robinson and I'm pleased to bring you, the Blues family, this update about the current state of play by speaking to various different figures at the club. Let's get straight into things then and hear from Director of Rugby, Mike Rare. Hi, it's Dean Adamson here. You're listening to the Bedford Blues Podcast. Pleased to be joined here on Zoom by Director of Rugby, Mike Rea, to talk about the current state of play for the club at the moment and rugby in general. Mike, I guess the easiest place to start is how, how, how have you been keeping these last three months? Yeah, it's like, like every other person extremely frustrated I suppose like I did have I did have uh, I did have all the symptoms of COVID-19 um, you know for, for about 17 18 days and it was pretty scary really so um, look I know how, how bad it is to, to have it and um, um, I was probably a, a day away from going to the hospital myself really because obviously the, the final straw was the was kind of the uh, lack of uh, short, shortness of breath really so mm. thankfully I came out the other side of it and um you know, got better and better as uh, time's gone on, and and uh, you know, um, I, I goes back on my feet pretty quickly post uh, post symptoms. So um, delighted with that. Um, obviously frustrated, uh, as I said, like most of the country with uh, with lockdown. Um, but look, it's um, it's necessary, and uh, I guess we all have to deal with it in our own uh, individual way. Yeah, it's been tough times for us all. Um, I guess it's tough also for the players and your playing group. I guess it's just been trying to. Keep in, keep in touch with them, make sure they're following, you know, exercise rate regimes and that kind of thing ready for when we do come back. Yeah, look, the club made a decision to furlough everybody, including myself. So really the only, um, the only thing we can do is, um, is trust, uh, you know, that you know, they're, they're quite common sense. A lot of the lads, uh, sorry, show common sense, the lads, and, um, you know, keep their individual training up. Um, um, you know they've been around a lot of that lads who, who were, were retaining, so they, they they should know what they do um, within reason. Although I guess um, uh, with the recent uh, lockdowns, they can they can probably go off to a park now and train in uh, in, in groups of six if they if they want to. Um, but really, just just you know just trying to keep in touch with them through email or um, a couple of phone calls. I probably should have been on the phone a little bit more to them than I have been. Um, but it's just been a crazy time with the goalposts changing every. Single day, whether it's uh, whether it's through government policy or um, or waiting for news out of the RFU, um, and then really my, my phone calls won't be centred around um, and well-being really and, and how they're feeling and uh, you know how they're they're actually dealing with um, with this situation. So it's it's more of a more of a um, you know just having a, having a picking up a phone and having a chat with people, making sure their their well-being is um, is in order. And I guess that million pound question is, do you know any time for the fans to say when when we could see some kind of rugby, when they could be coming back? Oh, look, I think um, if I was realistically, you know, you know, hopefully we can get in you know, sometime in the autumn, whether it's mid to late October to start pre-season and probably looking at December, best case, um, possibly, you know, a January, a new year, um, new start. Um, but you know, again, we're all we're all absolutely waiting for that little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, which um, I'm sure uh, I'm sure the RFU will will ho- hopefully give us um, uh, in the in the middle of uh, middle of July. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, safety is obviously the first thought of all of us here. Um, would you prefer to be, would you prefer to say wait six, six weeks to have crowds in or would you prefer to start earlier and have like uh, games with no fans? Would you prefer to wait? How would you choose if it was up to you? Well, look, the thing I, I think, you know, the ray of hope for everybody, obviously, is New Zealand have started with crowds and, and obviously that's due to their, uh, their handling of the situation. And it was great to see the Premiership football up and running as well, but albeit behind closed doors. But there's no two ways about it. For the Championship to, to, to survive next season, we have to have people through the turnstiles. You know, our our, um, our crowd, crowd and our supporters um, are massively important to us, and not least um, in in this current time. You know, we've had some, I believe, had some some real positive news from sponsors. Um, obviously, the Gilbert um, kit. Uh, uh, news was was announced yesterday, so there's little bits um, of positivity around, um, you know, around, around the, the the fringes of the rugby, the business side of the rugby. Um, obviously, we, we want to get out there and, and get a ball in our hands and and start knocking lumps out of each other, I guess. So, but we should, I guess, in the meantime, we've got to show some patience um, and um, you know, hopefully, given our situation at Bedford and, and um, you know. Our, such as the the connection with with the club and the town and, and the business in the town. Um, when we do get back back at it, I think looking at the bigger picture, we've got a we've got a great chance to be a, you know a fantastic model at, again at championship level with the with the, the crowd through the gate and uh, as I said the um, the businesses um, coming to the fore really and, and we'll need them all. We'll need them all. I was only at the supermarket yesterday and you know some from fellow I've probably never seen before. Um, wished us all good luck and you know was really positive about can't wait to get back there and um, you know have a few beers with his mates and and, and you know hopefully um, as I said get the business up and running again. Yeah I mean you've often said to me that you're 15 years into a three-year plan I'm um, looking at that whole time is this one of the toughest tra- challenges you've had to deal with but are you also relishing this and trying to get over it? Uh, yeah look I think I thought I'd seen it all in 15 years. You know, there's different different scenarios crop up every year, and we have to deal with them. And um, you know, in the first few years, obviously, um, you know, that, you know, major major panic set um, set in. But obviously, through experience, now you get to learn to deal with with uh, you know whether it's a player leaving or um, you know we had about the gastroenteritis in the camp a couple of years ago before the London Scottish game. So you you have to you have to firefight a bit, um, and you have to learn to keep the plate spinning. Um, but this is certainly different. Um, massively different. And look, the club, the club have rightly taken a cautious, caution, cautious uh, approach. Sorry to it. Mm. Um, and I know we haven't had many player announcements at the moment, but we have got we have got uh, ten players under contract next year anyway, uh, who are on two-year deals. <clears throat> and we've got um, you know we've got a couple more who um, you know who we've kind of promised uh, promised a contract to. So look, you know we've got a we've got a, we've got a great core. Um, of players to start off with and hopefully over the, the next coming weeks and months then you know the uh, the board will um, once they get a get a start date well, then we'll release some funds to to, to, to con- conclude our squad really and you know we're probably um, if I'm honest we're looking at more of a retention type process this year um, but due to financial um, obviously constraints it was tough before uh, COVID came in but obviously we're faced with some RFU cuts anyway so we're having to cut our cloth um, COVID has added to that, um, so you know we look to hopefully forge some good relationships with uh, premierships for for loans and dual red. So um, 
you know, they'll, uh, you know, should should be a bit of news coming out on that um, very shortly. Yeah, and I guess that's news that all fans will welcome, obviously. I mean, are you looking at a core squad then of, say, 20 players and then we look to bolster it else, elsewhere? Is that kind of the thing we're going to look, look into? Yeah, look, the, 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 you know, the final core squad is, you know, we haven't sort of set a, a definitive number on that. <clears throat> um, but obviously, uh, it'll come down to, to finances, uh, I guess. Um, but as I said, we, you know, we've got 10, 12 players um, with us next year for sure. And um, hopefully we'll add to that um, with some existing players and, and maybe one or two if if, um, if the board allow it to uh, to, 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 to bolster that. Um, so um, you know, we've lost we've lost a few backs already this year. Um, so we probably need a little bit of a strengthening uh, <clears throat> process there. Uh, we're happy with the forwards. We've got four props in place. You know, so um, that was the first starting point. So in terms of the cornerstone, we've got we've got our um, our front row in in order and um, you know we've still got uh, Temi and Joe Atkinson in the back row as well. So uh, and Jordan on a Jaffe second row. So like the spine of the team is looking okay at the moment and. Uh, you know, if we can add some exciting young talent to that, then um, you know that, that's that, that's what keeps me going during the dark days. Because there's no doubt it, it's it's frustrating, and you know, obviously being under furlough, it's uh, it's um, even more more frustrating for me personally. But um, I guess we've got to deal with it. And, and, and you know, every time I you know sit down and have a look at the names that we got in place, and you know, um, potentially having some exciting players to that, then um, it cheers me up no end. Yeah, and I guess it does cheer you up through those tough days. I mean, how um, you know, like proud will you be once the sport gets back and you'll be able to lead the squad again into a championship season? Yeah, you know, look, we're really looking forward to it. I think um, um, it's, it's it's it is tough looking too far ahead, and um, you know, at this moment in time, I, I don't think we're looking beyond the end of this season. Really, want to get through the end of sorry next season. Um, and then, you know, we'll have a clearer picture of where we sit uh, within the uh, the RFU structure, and um, you know, obviously the budget will be key to that. And and you know, we'll have probably six to eight months to prepare for for the following season, which hopefully we'll we'll we'll, um, we'll see a bit of normality uh, coming back in coming back into into the UK. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit you know, day to day can be. Different on depending on news and, and moods and um, but you know I keep keep looking at the bigger picture and and um, you know I'm, I'm pretty confident that you know Bedford Blues has got a got a massive future um, and uh, you know we, we'll we'll soon soon return to having two and a half thousand people in into the turnstiles and, and and people coming to enjoy the match day experience which we've we've worked hard to get to over the last fifteen years um, and um, you know that that. You know, just to keep your ear to the ground, I guess um, that uh, that's going to that's going to maintain, and I, I'm guessing um, all the supporters, are, you know, are mad keen to get back um, to Golden Road and uh, um, see some great rugby, and and obviously um, enjoy the match day experience. Yeah, I mean, we've touched on it, you know, throughout this interview, but it's fair to say that the support from sponsors and fans has been really good throughout this time and is keeping us going, you know, and it, uh, and it must be keeping you going to know that you've got people supporting you. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's no doubt about it, you know, seeing people, 
uh, pictures of people with face masks on, um, masks on um, that amuses me. And now we're selling sliders as well. I mean, um, fair play. Uh, the wheels of commerce are, are in full imagination mode and um, I won't be wearing any of them myself personally, but um, it's great to see that, that people can support the club in, in any which way they can. Um, you know, I know uh, I know the backroom staff at the club have been uh, of working hard at uh, finding different ideas, and you've got to be creative in these in these situations um, because of obviously match day revenue is is huge to us. So um, yeah, uh, looking forward to the the next new um, item that's going to appear on the website. <laughs> I guess you know the right place to end this sort of interview is maybe do you have um a short message to you know the blues fam family that are you know waiting to come back you know supporting the club throughout this time do you just have a little message for them yeah look i think the massive message is stay safe look we've come so far and um you know obviously there's no doubt people have been affected by this in one way or another and uh you know we come so far and you know it's only a couple of months of of you know a few few months um, of, uh, of lockdown, hopefully to go and, and um, you know they'll ease and, and, and again we'll get that we'll get that date in mind for start date and uh, you know um, we wouldn't have thought um, somebody said to me twelve weeks ago you know you're going to be shut shut down shut away for three months I would have uh, thought I'd be climbing the walls by now but you find activities you know well it's walking trying to stay healthy um, cooking for yourself and cooking healthily. Um, staying away from the drinks fridge, that's, that's a challenge. Um, but, um, but look, yeah, look, the main thing for the supporters is just to stay safe, show some patience, keep supporting the club and, um, you know, we'll all have a, a great crack when we're back here in, uh, hopefully in, you know, sort of December, January. Hi guys, Ed Coulson here. I love listening to the Bedford Blues podcast, especially on the way to training. Catch you guys soon. Cheers. Delighted to now be joined on the Blues podcast by the club's Chief Operating Officer, Gareth Allred, to talk a bit more about off-field matters at Goldington Road. Gareth, I was hoping you might be able to start with a progress um, with a progress report in terms of the club's position at this current time. Yeah, look, it's been a challenging time for all of us, um, especially obviously the staff and players who've been furloughed and, and managing that process has not been easy, as you can imagine. Uh, and actually even for, for the few people who are left, uh, myself and you, um, plus finance, you know, there's been significant pay cuts um, to obviously deal with this period and obviously make sure we come through it. Um, that said, it's starting to be a bit of light at the end of the tunnel and uh, we've been working really hard on a lot of initiatives to make sure that we both engage with supporters uh, and also find opportunities for them to, to obviously play a part in helping us through this uh, difficult period and, and hopefully come out stronger. Yeah, the key question at this time supporters are asking about uh, season tickets. Is there any potential update that you could uh, perhaps provide today? Yeah, look, we were, we were due to launch season tickets the week that lockdown came into play, so quite difficult and challenging around that. And actually, it'd be quite irresponsible of us to uh, launch season tickets whilst we don't know the competition structure yet. Next year, we also don't know the playing dates, uh, fixture releases, so... At the moment, um, you know, everything is set and ready to go, but we're awaiting some answers from the RFU before being able to, to put some of that into action and, and give our supporters more information. I think supporters have been great um, understanding that, but also um, being really good at, at either donating or, or supporting or crediting their value um, from last season. So, you know, we've, we're not in a bad place around that. Um, and, you know, we're looking forward to getting them on sale whenever we can do yeah, it's fair to say um, supporters have really helped the clubs 
throughout this time through you know, things like shop sales and the other club things we've started to put out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I should probably rewind to what, what I said there. We, we come out with a communications plan straight after. We knew the season would no longer be going ahead and, and ask supporters to to either consider um, donating the value of their purchases, uh, crediting the value of their purchases for next season, or uh, if, if it needs to be refunded, uh, those purchases. And, and obviously, a lot of people are in very challenging scenarios. So it, it would be, again, irresponsible as not to uh, kind of offer that situation. And you know, support of Bedford, you know, it's more than just the rugby club. It's the town's club. And we're, we're very lucky to have people who care passionately about us. So, you know, we were very pleased with the outcome. Um, the board and, uh, and all of us here were, were delighted at the show of support um, from the town. Um, that said, then we've kind of taken it to the next stage and rolled out some initiatives. Um, you know, the shop has been going really well with a few sales clubs. We've brought in the face masks, uh, sold a thousand of them. Um, we've also brought in lots of different opportunities, including uh, name on the shirt, name on the shirt, name on the wall. Um, yeah, I think, I think there's names everywhere uh, around this ground now. And we've been delighted with the response we've had. Um, again, not surprising, this club has had some very dark hours. Uh, in years gone by and always managed to survive and uh, come out stronger. So, you know, we're just viewing this as another challenge and trying to find ways to um, to be able to communicate and engage with supporters. Yeah, and with that, sponsors have been crucial also. Um, you've sort of spearheaded that marketing campaign um, and the club's in a really good uh, place at this current time. Yeah, I mean, I should edge it with a bit of um, caution. Look, we're we're not in a bad place with what we've done to date, but we're far from out of this and there's a lot of challenges ahead. Um, and actually, the, you know, the, the worrying picture is not right now. It's, it's in a few months' time and, and obviously there's so many unknowns about how rugby will return, how it will look like, uh, what dates we'll be able to get underway. Uh, and, and actually, a lot of the government schemes have aided us uh, getting through to this stage. You know, when that starts to drop away, um, there's a pretty large goal. Um, so we need to make sure that um, that we can get our business in operation as soon as possible. But in answer to your question about sponsors, that they've been fantastic. Uh, again, it goes back to that kind of local impact. Um, you know, this is a local club with a real community feel, and therefore, supporters don't want to lose that from the centre of their town. Been interesting speaking to a few sponsors, and the the real need and value placed in not just making sure the, the, the club is there for the next season, but making sure the club is there for their grandchildren and great-grandchildren to, to enjoy. So, um, yeah, we've been very lucky. Um, the shirt is, um, is complete with sponsorship. Um, we've been very lucky to, to have many sponsors come on board or increase their, their support level. Um, that said, uh, again, urging caution that there's been some, some sponsors who are unable to commit. So, um, you know, we're not in a bad place, but there's a lot of opportunity left. Um, so, uh, yeah, anybody who fancies picking up the phone, there's, there's always an opportunity to support the club. Yeah, and one of those new sponsors for the next season, Gilbert, the new kit deal has been announced. Is there any word when fans can perhaps maybe see the see the jerseys for next season? Uh, yeah, put me on the spot a little bit there, right? Um, yeah, I, I would like to hope that we'll be... Um, September, October time for launch. Um, like I say, it's very difficult um, based on not knowing when the season starts um, and also bearing in mind the challenges that Gilbert face. Um, you know, they're currently in the same position where nearly all their staff are furloughed. Um, luckily, they do manufacture um, in the UK as well, so they have got some 
uh, Times Hills. Obviously, they have got operations based in Asia as well. So we're a bit of an unknown, but they've been great to work with. Um, Richard Gray um, been, you know, really supportive uh, of this club. And we're actually really happy, I should talk about the partnership itself, is that Gilbert feels like a really good good fit. Um, I'm sat here with them, two, two blue shirts behind me, uh, signed by Zoo. Zoo were fantastic um, for many years. And thank you to David and the team there. Um, but Gilbert feels a real natural fit with us. Uh, they're, they're about history, heritage, tradition. Uh, three values that have the blue share. So, um, yeah, looking forward to, to getting that line out there. And not just the shirts, but also the, the whole legend we're at. Quite excited um, by what they're all about. Yeah, positive yeah, news positive. coming out of the club at the moment. One of those is that we've launched uh, the Blues women's team uh, for next season. I guess that's, you know, a really exciting pro pr- progress for the club ahead of the new campaign. Yeah, again, should pass credit here to Mark Staple. He's done a fantastic job uh, of really getting that that running. Mark has, um, I think he's a great ambassador for the club across the board. He um, stepped the kind of girls' junior teams. Uh, he's also a community coach with the Blues directly. Um, and, you know, I think one of his ambitions is to give them a pathway. Uh, it fitted a lot of our um, goals and, and aims. Uh, one of those came out of the Women's International we hosted in November here. Uh, we really saw the impact firsthand that women's rugby was having in this community. And we wanted to play our part in it, um, you know, and, and, and again, future-proofing the club and having different strands and different organisations. We felt that we needed to be... Um, seen in the women's team. We've had some really nice messages. Maggie Alfonsi has already sent us a very kind message um, supporting that. And yeah, I'm pretty excited by that. But, you know, they've driven it. Um, it will be heavily based at, at Bedford Athletic uh, and using the 3G surface. But we hope to see a couple of games here at Golden Road. Uh, and, and already we've had some people inquiring over sponsorship uh, and, and wanting to support that, that angle of the club. So, yeah, great to have a, a wider foundation for the club to base itself on. Yeah, and carrying on the, you know, the close positive news at this time, we'll hear shortly from the Blues Foundation manager, Tom Harwood. Um, just wondering maybe if you could swap hats for a moment. You are a trustee of the Blues Foundation. Um, how pleasing have the first few months been? Yeah, absolutely. Tom's done a great job, I should start with that. Uh, really pleased with the progress and what he's been able to do, hit the ground running. We were quite worried um, appointing our foundation manager in amongst a crisis like COVID. Um, yet we've been really lucky to, um, to find somebody in Tom who's who's not just hit the ground running, but, but been able to find the grants and support and almost um, give us another engagement tool with the community. And, uh, you know, the Run Row Ride campaign supporting uh, meals for the vulnerable across Bedfordshire has been really successful. A lot of work still to do. Uh, it's not an issue just right now. It's going to continue, I think, for a few months ahead. But also in different areas and planning, different organisations, um, we've been given, I guess, a, a different opportunity, more of a CSR piece. And um, I'm pretty excited by the, the ground we're making there. Again, portion that we've got a long way to go, but we are making good early strides there. And again, talking about that pyramid and, and different opportunities for the, the club and, and our biggest value of being sustainable, I guess, um, it puts us in a much better place. So I'm, I'm very happy with the progress. I'll let Tom talk more about that. Um, he's been uh, the driving force behind it. Pleased to now be joined on the Blues podcast by Foundation Manager Tom Harwood. 
Tom, it's been a whirlwind first three months for the Blues Foundation since your appointment and the receipt of full charity status. Um, can you just start things off with a progress update on where things currently are? Absolutely, yeah. So um, we've it's been a really positive start, actually. We've had some really good feedback and some clear uh, support from the wider community across Bedford and also sort of partners and, and people that we plan to work with across across the county. Uh, it's a really challenging time at the minute, especially for our kind of charity sector, but there's a lot of support available and actually uh, because of the work that we're being able to do and put in now, um, we're being able to plan a lot for uh, the future and what our delivery looks like. And and we've got you know one very clear vision at the foundation, and that is to um, support people, support people to make the right life choices and uh, help their development and use rugby values to really kind of instill um, strong community work. And we've got three delivery pillars that really underpin that uh, that vision. Uh, the first of which being well-being and supporting people's physical and mental health, which is incredibly important, especially in times like this. Um, creating inclusive opportunities for people to experience rugby and sport in general um, especially with disability work and making sure that there's the right opportunities for people to 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 try uh, exercise and, and rugby um, also you'd have seen hopefully that the blues launch the women's section as well so there'll be some more opportunities around around that down our inclusivity pillar and also around our third pillar being skills and using education and skills to develop people and really harness resilience, employability, education, and taking that into the wider community. And although we've launched at a time where restrictions um, stop us from going out and doing um, lots of sort of face-to-face -face delivery, actually we've already been able to go out and um, raise funds for meals across Bedfordshire which has been fantastic to have funded the 1500 meals already through the efforts of people getting involved in our Run Road Ride campaign and you know just a huge thank you to everybody uh, that is either donated or contributed to the funding towards that program you know we're going out and we're reaching some people in some really hard to reach areas of, of Bedford and across the county really uh, and just trying to help bridge that gap in in a, in a period in a, in a time of the year which is incredibly incredibly tough. 1500 meals is obviously a fantastic effort so far um, how can people continue to get involved with the Run Row Ride campaign? Yeah, so you know 1500 meals is fantastic it's a great um, people are really uh, getting behind your local cause but actually uh, hunger poverty and um, you know those kind of issues aren't going away quickly you know this pandemic is going to the impact of that is going to be lasting for, for months to come so there is still an opportunity to donate and to get involved in the run row ride campaign which is funding these meals um, you can run or walk 3k and donate three pounds um, we're encouraging people to um, row uh, 6k and donate six pounds or ride uh, nine kilometers and donate and donate nine pounds and it's a great way actually to be physically active as well as setting yourself some some personal challenges too and uh, getting behind a local cause and that's what's really captured people's imagination actually we've seen people running walking um, 
rowing on rowing machines, but also going out on paddle boards. We've seen people uh, riding their bikes, but also doing their kind of six kilometers or however long they want to ride for on horses as well. So people are being incredibly creative and every pound uh, funds a meal. So um, we're really lucky to work with portfolio events that are able to provide these meals at cost for a pound. And so every pound raised uh, helps fund um, another meal. And we're already seeing the impact, you know, the, the, the program has been going for a month and we've had some really nice quotes from some of the people that are um, benefiting from this, you know, with some really impactful stuff around mental health and, and keeping people positive during this during this period all because of that support that we're getting from the wider um, blues supporters but also the wider public that are picking up on this campaign yeah and you know the run row ride campaign is going to you know ca- carry on throughout the covid19 crisis um, but are you also planning to do anything else you plan to launch anything in the the sort of coming months um, so we've got lots of things planned and they're all going to be um, tied in with um, those three delivery pillars. Uh, we've got the uh, we've been fortunate to secure some funding through the RFU and Support England to really focus on family engagements. So when restrictions allow us to, we can do that. Um, we've got some events that will be coming up when time allows us to to help raise funding and raise money. Um, for the foundation with dinners and, and fundraising events on, on the Blues Days. Um, so lots of things in the pipeline, um, lots of planning and lots of uh, work with the right people to make sure that our work is going to have the biggest impact as possible. And that's the key thing here. We, we really want our work at the foundation to extend into that wider community and impact on the right people for, for the right reasons. Uh, and that's really important to us. Yeah, and you recently launched the uh, Blue Foundation Champion Scheme. Um, can you maybe you know explain a little bit more uh, about that? Yeah, so our Foundation Champion Scheme is a great way to support the work we do. Uh, it's a monthly um, subscription, and you can donate as much or as little um, as you as you prefer. And at the minute, we're 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 promoting that scheme. It's a great opportunity to get involved and. Um, as part of that, there are rewards and there are things that we'll be releasing for people that sign up to that campaign. Um, you'll be getting quarterly newsletters, but also some more. Um, there will be prizes, there will be rewards for being part of that scheme. And that will that's really important because that gives an opportunity for um, people across Bedford and across Bedfordshire to really, uh, you know, support our work and really see the value of that money going, you know, going back out into the community, using rugby, using rugby values to um hopefully improve uh lifestyle choices for for people across our area and some really positive news recently that you know blues and england legend budge rogers has become the first blues foundation ambassador um i guess he was the you know the perfect can- candidate to try and uh help your work a- across the the region absolutely to have somebody of, of budge's caliber um and influence and experience is just fantastic for us um a great opportunity really for us to um yeah use his experience around charity fundraising and um obviously he comes with just a huge wealth of experience around rfu around the blues and is a real talisman and um really 
passionate about the work that we do and passionate about our local area and hopefully as, as time goes on we're going to have more ambassadors come on board to support the foundation but also really to um you know demonstrate you know what we can do out locally there'll be for a variety of ages for backgrounds a variety of people that would really you know celebrate and, and drive our work people who are listening or potentially watching this interview might be looking to get involved with the blues foundation could you just maybe explain some of the ways that they could help support the charity yeah so we've got lots of different ways that people can get involved um and and support the work we do both you know from from fundraising but also um, to get involved there'll be volunteering opportunities there'll be um a real chance to put something back into the community through the work we do um i met <coughs> i mentioned the champion scheme already which is a great opportunity for people to contribute towards our work but we've got some partnership packages that are um geared towards kind of business support and you know by all means people can um can talk to me about that we've got um we're just about to launch a, a link with amazon smile where for people that are regular users of Amazon and shopping can um, select the Blues Foundation as a way to uh, Amazon then put money back into the charity for a donation. Some um, We've also, the club has been fantastic in promoting the face masks and a pound of those, every one of those face masks sold comes back to the foundation and that, that's brilliant and that's generated you know over £900 already back to the foundation, which is fantastic. If you want to learn more about the foundation, obviously visit the website. Um, we're across all social media platforms as well. Just search uh, Blues Foundation. You can get in touch with me directly through info at bluesfoundation.org.uk. Um, and I'd be more than happy to uh, answer any questions, talk about the opportunities and, and talk further about some of the work we do. Because there's some really exciting uh, opportunities for us and really um you know really exciting events projects and opportunities for people to get involved with our work that's all we've got time for in this month's episode of the blues podcast thank you very much for listening we're hoping to continue bringing you even more exciting content very soon so stay tuned to our social media channels and the club website over the coming days and weeks at the very heart of bedford blues is the concept of family and unity we urge all supporters to keep listening to government advice and put in the well-being of themselves and those around them first. Stay safe, everyone, and see you all soon.